This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. Yeah, and I don't know why I made that noise. <laughs> and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. My notes are not on my phone. Uh, we are a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. And seriously, my notes are not on my phone. Um, Maddie. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, this is this is, this is is getting less and less endearing. A as disaster? I yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you can find you can find more of our work at obsessiveviewer.com you can also like us on facebook and join the facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and you can uh follow us on letterboxd at obsessive viewer obsessive tiny and i am mike white and joining us today for a very special episode of the podcast is one of our patreon subscribe supporters uh mr ben sears how's it going ben hello Thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, paying us and for being on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, so we just did a Patreon specific or Patreon exclusive recording where we talked about some of Ben's favorite movies and his uh, history with listening to us yammer on about movies for uh, the last several years. Uh, so yeah, check that out at obsessive viewer or at patreon.com slash obsessive viewer. But Ben, welcome to the show and welcome listeners to this show. And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you uh, specifically requested to be on an episode going through the Oscar nominees. Um, And we're super excited to have you on for it. But first, we do have a couple of news items to go through or a couple of uh, things that we want to mention uh letterboxd well we'll save that for a second <laughs> sorry uh friend of the show uh dave chan from he uh he is a, a filmmaker from navy navy yard films he and michael goldberg had um sub- submitted one of their short films for uh the inaugural inaugural first and, one yeah, yeah. Um, so he, Dave Chan, he has an interesting project that's coming about. It's, uh, called The Secret of B, which he is currently having a Kickstarter for it. So I definitely recommend supporting that. Uh, basically what happened was in his thirties, he found that he discovered that he was adopted and he had no idea. And he just found out that basically everyone in his life just decided not to tell him that he was adopted. Mm-hmm. So the secret of B is a project that he's going to do that he and he and a filmmaker, um, I don't have her name offhand, but, um, they're going to make a documentary about his search for his birth parents in, in, uh, China. Right. So they they currently have a Kickstarter. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, and it's doing well. Too. It's doing very well. Like in three days, they're like damn near halfway there. Oh yeah. So okay. I just think it sounds fantastic. I, I messaged mm-hmm. him personally and said, Did "Hey, nice. yeah." I was like, "Hey, I I will give what I can because mm-hmm. I talked about like when I went to Poland and like I got to see like where my 
family, like the the village and the church where my family came from and stuff like that. It was like a life changing experience. And so nice. I was like, I hope you get to have a similar experience. So mm-hmm. he was really positive about it. That's, that's pretty amazing. So that's awesome. As that's, you can imagine, it's going to be expensive. They have to like travel to China and stay mm-hmm. there for a while. Absolutely. So that's going to be difficult or expensive. Oh so. yeah. Um, and they, they, they're going to have to do like private investigators and like, it's, right. that's one of the things that is really interesting to me. I haven't had a chance to back it yet cause I'm kind of broke, but, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that interests me about it is that th- he doesn't know like what's going to come of it. Like it's, it's an adventure right. that he's setting out on. And I, that type of story and that type of, um, project is something that makes makes me very eager to see like it is it is ripe for really interesting document uh a really interesting documentary yep um so yeah so that's the secret of b it's on kickstarter right now uh the kickstarter is running until the end of february um as of this recording, there are 25 days to go, so it'll end February 28th. Um, I'm going to back it as soon as I get paid. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, going to be, uh, really great. And, uh, we may need to ask him, like, we may need to see if he wants to come on for oh, totally. an episode. Promote it or something. Absolutely. Once it's finally done. Yeah. Yeah. Or I meant the Kickstarter. Oh. Um, nah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the director is Jill, uh, Bonis, Boniski. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, link in the show notes and everything. And, uh, yeah, so that's the secret of B. And then, uh, Letterboxd, we obviously have to, we're under contract to mention Letterboxd at least <laughs> once every episode. Uh, but this episode, I want to mention that, Ben, you are on Letterboxd. Yes. Now, and, uh, I really like your reviews. Um, you've, you've posted a bunch of reviews at this point and they're, they're really good. I'm really, uh, I'm always psyched when I see them. Uh, do you want to promote your Letterboxd or, um, Give people your your username and talk about your experience with Letterboxd. Sure. Um, yeah, I I always like reading reviews of films after I see them. Um, so I, uh, I, I mean, it's when it's a movie that I really enjoy or sometimes even really don't enjoy. I like reading as many reviews as possible. So it's a it's a really good place to do that um, and just get a lot of, uh, various opinions on each film and just, uh, what everyone thinks about. And there's some things that people, uh, say in their reviews that I never even considered before. It's something that I hadn't noticed. Um, so, um, I'm, I'm really liking it so far. Cool. Nice. I will not, however, disclose how long it takes me to write a review. I am <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a very slow review or slow writer. So I get that. Um, yeah. That's what, nice. that's one of the things that I like. I'm, I'm, I'm that way as well, but Letterboxd is kind of, it's kind of funny because like Letterboxd has made me, uh, kind of forced me to be quicker with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, when I got accepted into the IFJA, um, the Film Journalist Association, uh, like I realized like, oh shit, I need to like actually, like actually make like, like <laughs> more well, well-ish crafted 
<laughs> uh, reviews. And so now it's taking me a lot more time to actually, uh, actually do it. But yeah, I let my, my, uh, pro membership just expired like this week. Did it? I need to renew it. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, I do need them stats, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> need those stats, stat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow Ben on Letterboxd at Ben Sears. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at your profile now, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, so he's just recently reviewed Good Time, Eighth Grade, Support the Girls, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, really good stuff there. So I'm, I'm super excited for uh, people to follow you and read your reviews and realize how much of a hack of a reviewer I am <laughs> by comparison. That, that was my main goal in joining, <laughs> nice. to be honest. Knock yeah. us down a peg. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so awesome. Uh, let's see. Do you track your movies at all? Because I know so you don't put us in your diary or anything. Uh, outside of Letterboxd, no. Um, oh, okay, interesting. I've noticed a lot of people kind of do that. Like they just kind of forego the, the whole diary thing and use it as just kind of like an outlet for their, for their written reviews. Uh-huh. Um, I respect that. Yeah. Do you actually track your movies on your own? Nope. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I've been trying to get Fekus to join Letterboxd and I can't really find a road in there with him. To join. I think we tend to forget that what we do is weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that absolutely. we tracking them and doing the statistics and everything. That's kind <laughs> right. of weird. Like most people don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's dive into the actual, uh, point of this episode, like the meat and potatoes of this episode. Uh, the Oscar nominees, they were announced, what was that, like two weeks ago? ago? Something like that, yeah. 21st or 22nd, I think. There we go. January. That's why we've got you there. Yeah. (laughs) That's why we got you in the hot seat there. Um, yeah. And when they were announced, I, <laughs> I was at work and like, I just kind of had my, I had my headphones in and everything. Cause like, I usually do the, I usually listen to podcasts and everything, uh, while I work. And then I just kind of like discreetly put my phone kind of propped it up and had it on YouTube. And I was like watching, watching the live thing. Um, nice. it was the announcements were made by Kamel Nanjiani and I don't remember who the woman was. I don't know if I knew her from anything, but they you had some. Pig. Did you guys? Huh? You sexist pig. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you guys watch I, the announcements at all? Or no, just, no, no. Okay. Um, I, I think I might have caught the end of the live stream, mm-hmm. like. Because uh, I, I think it started at some weird time, like 8.20 or something. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Um, it was like 8.20 in the morning. And it yeah. It was like 5.20 in LA and they uh-huh. kept harping on them. Like, it was, I don't know, like, Camille Nanjiani is a very funny person, but like their banter back and forth was like, it was like clearly like just completely improvised <laughs> off the cuff, which was fine, but it was like they kept referencing how little sleep they had and I was just like... <laughs> Okay, guys, you're kind of beating a dead horse here, but, um, but also it's like, that's not, I, I didn't, I wasn't watching it for like the banter. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of always the running joke mm-hmm. when, when people ask the nominees, like their reaction, yeah. uh, they always say like, oh, I, I slept through it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's weird. They yeah. do it like in the morning. Why yeah. isn't it like a more prime time right. thing? Yeah. I'm, that's. Yeah, that's a good point. I kind of watch wonder, it. Me too. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Oh yeah, I kind of wonder what, like, why, like, uh, I don't know, because it seems like the, 
Academy is kind of struggling with their viewership of the Oscars anyway, but right. like they could t- totally do like an announcement kind of primetime event. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. So the nominees came out and I watched the live thing. It was not really much to write home about. Um, let's just, let's dive into the categories really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of start from the bottom. We're, we'll skip some of the more technical ones, but I basically the structure of this episode is going to be, we're going to talk about the nominees in each category and which ones we like, which ones we've missed and are going to prioritize seeing, um, and give our picks for who we think should win and who we think will win, um, in each category. Um, I do want to say just up front, just to brag a little bit, I'm very proud of the fact that this is the first year ever that I've seen all of the Best Picture nominees before they were announced. Yeah, that's pretty big. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't have a lot going on in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so let's start with uh, Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll run down the uh, the nominees, uh, and the nominees are uh, Best Original Screenplay are The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Um, now, Ben, were, how do you feel about the original screenplay nominees? Um, I could probably do without, uh, do without Vice. Um, you'll probably learn as we go on throughout this episode, I didn't really care for that movie mm-hmm. okay. overall. Um, but the, the screenplay really, I just didn't, it was kind of problematic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, 2018 was a really good year for original screenplays. Yeah. Um, we were talking about eighth grade should have mm-hmm. been in here. Maybe, uh, sorry to bother you. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really good original screenplay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a quiet place, I think, would have been nice. I I understand why it it wasn't, but mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm really glad that uh Paul Schrader for First Reform got nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that, that that film would have been nominated a little bit more. But me too. Um, mm-hmm. it. Uh, at least he got a screenplay nomination. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, Tiny, you haven't have you seen First Reformed yet? The only one of these I've seen is Roma. Oh, interesting. So, oh, yeah. man, I know. Interesting. Are there any that you that you missed, Ben? I have not seen Green Book. Okay, Green Book. Oh, I. There's going to be some soapboxes. I'm going to go on. <laughs> I did not like Green Book at all, and. Original screenplay in particular is a point of contention for me with that nomination because, first of all, okay, Green Book is the story of, uh, Tony Lip, this Italian, Italian guy who is hired by, uh, Don Shirley, a classic, uh, pianist, uh, who is traveling the, traveling the country, particularly the Deep South on a tour of playing in, in 1962. Um, the movie is so not good. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's like the most cookie cutter safe, um, Oscar bait 
kind of movie. And it's like, and I've made this, I've made this, uh, compare or I've made this made this argument on the podcast I'm sure um and pretty much anytime anyone brings it up in any like I'll run around the streets yelling at people but um at a at a time where like we had like black clansmen blind spotting um if Beale street could talk um sorry to bother you like so many movies that tell like very unique and authentic and true like like real like stories of you know racism and and the the effect that racism has on people and the institutions that support racism and everything like they're very like authentic like racism stories like about race relations and everything and then we got green book which is the most like pandering um uh just uh, safe movie like i made the remark at some point i don't know if it was on the podcast or not but it's like i think it was because i i accidentally implied that either you or fecus's aunt is racist but um <laughs> it's like <laughs> green book is the type of movie that a that a person's like okay I'll, I'll refine this a little bit uh green book is the type of movie that you would see a distant relative um uh, proclaiming as a great movie on social media. And then when you see them at like Thanksgiving dinner, they're talking about building a wall and about how, um, <laughs> and they're talking, they'll, they'll say like the most racist things. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Because green book is the type of movie that is geared toward like the, I've heard it referred to as the old guard of, of, um, of the Academy, like people that are it's, super, it's yeah. a movie that makes white people feel good about themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, I, I like I said, I haven't seen Green Book, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have seen Green Book. If yeah. that makes sense, me too. Like it's it's about like a white guy learning to accept a black guy. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, and it's that's that's one of the biggest kind of uh, grudges I have against it is that it's not. That sounds terrible, but um, it uh the one of the biggest grudges I have against green book is that it is this movie that tells a story that it, that is worth telling. Like this is a true story of a based on a true friendship is what it's billed as, um, which feels just pandering and, and, uh, just hollow. But, um, but it tells the story that does deserve to be told, but at, by the end of it, it's like, it's not really a spoiler to say like, oh, they become best friends. And it's like, it's the, like, it's the, the struggle of these two people who are completely, um, different coming together and becoming friends, which that's an admirable story. But like, by the end of it, like, it is very distinctly like, oh, we solved racism. <laughs> like, God. It's, it's just, it's so frustrating. It's um, really a shame too. Yeah. Also, there is a scene where, uh, Fucking Viggo Mortensen, uh, is, in, I think he's in a hotel room. He has a large pizza, like, on his stomach, and he's about to eat it, but he folds it like a taco and starts eating it, like, like the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, this is nominated for so many awards. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, Tiny, you mentioned Roma. Uh, Ben, what did yeah. you think of Roma? Uh, full thoughts later, but I loved sure. it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think it was my number two movie of 2018. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, I think it'll win a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. Mm. I definitely, definitely hope so. But nice. yeah. 
like you said, we'll talk about that later. Uh, let's go ahead and oh, what are what are what are what are our picks for who will win and who we want to win in this uh, category? Uh, ben, do you want to give yours? Uh, sure. Um, who I want to win? I think it would be great for Paul Schrader to win. I think I forget if he's ever won one before but i know like he's like a legendary Mm -hmm. screenwriter like he wrote uh uh taxi driver Mm -hmm. and raging Mm -hmm. bull Mm -hmm. um so it'd be nice for him to get a win um and i think the screenplay was was really good Mm -hmm. for that film um i feel like i've heard because You'll learn this throughout this episode that I'm kind of an Oscar nerd. Nice. Like I do extensive. I I like to read a lot about mm. like who's going to win and who people think will win and awesome. um like all the the lead up uh, awards and what those mean for the mm. Oscars. Um, but um, I think I have heard that. I can't remember if it's the original or the adapted screenplay categories, but this people say tends to uh, be like a like a runner-up for best director award. Oh yeah! Hmm. Like last year, I think uh, Jordan Peele won it, um, and uh, uh, so if if we're basing it off of that. Um, it's probably either going to be first reformed or the favorite. Mm-hmm. Although I could also see Roma winning. Um, yeah. So I'll just say, um, I think the favorite screenplay was really good. So mm-hmm. I'll say that. Okay. Nice. Uh, tiny, any, yeah. Um, well, I, I didn't say, it, but I don't, I'm not sure. I think Roma, belongs on the list i oh interesting because i mean this it didn't have a plot and it's like mm. that's kind of a big deal when it comes to writing <laughs> so I, just, I i don't i i love the movie or mm. i thought it was a really good movie but i just i had my issues with it and that was one of the issues and so i'm not sure it belongs on the list but yeah anyways um i've i, I haven't seen the other four and so <laughs> but like as far as what intrigues me the most i think the favorite you know, original screenplay, screenplay, that sounds like a very original concept for a story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, that doesn't have any bearing on it, but the favorite sounds like a really original kind of story. So, um, that would be fun to see that win. But as far as who will actually win, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was surprised to see Vice nominated for that. Um, yeah. the Academy really likes Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, I don't know why they enjoy his stuff so much. I, I do too. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to shit on him or anything, but, uh, so yeah, I really don't know what will win, but I think it'd be cool to see the favorite win. Yeah. And I agree. The Academy does love Adam McKay. I just think he's just, okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I would really like to see first reformed win as well, just because I think it, got snubbed for pretty much everything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, Trav, like we'll get to that when we get to best actor, but travesty for, cause it's Ethan Hawke's best performance like mm-hmm. I've ever seen of him. And, uh, I would like to see Roma win. Um, just to, uh, 
uh, just to spite Tiny. <laughs> um, but no, because I, I do think that that, like, to Tiny's point about it not have really having a plot, um, in terms of the actual writing, like, and I talked about this in the review, like, I, the beginning, the first, like, half of the movie isn't necessarily compelling, but I was still invested in it. And by the end of the movie, I was, like, just kind of enraptured by it. Um, I think that's a good feather in the cap of the writing is that, it, even if it has no uh, necessarily plot, it's not a plot-driven film. Like it still tells its story in a very, uh, very clean and, and interesting way. Um, but for what I think will win, and this is going to be a recurring thing because I'm I'm just going to be a downer. I think Green Book is going to. I I have this really deep-seated fear that Green Book is going to sweep, Oof. and I really hope it doesn't because <laughs> I have such a bug up my ass about that movie. <laughs> Um, yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll run down the nominees. Uh, A Star is Born, If Beale Street Could Talk, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Black Klansman, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Now, of these nominees, I haven't seen uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me. Um, I just kind of missed it. Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tiny, have you? I've only seen Black Klansman. Dang. Yeah, okay. I know. You didn't see The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I haven't watched it yet. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ben, what do you think of the this crop of nominees for adapted screenplay, and who do you think uh, deserves it and will get it? Um, I don't know of any any snubs for this category um i i can't really think of a whole lot that that was original or that was adapted that didn't yeah. get nominated um but yeah it's a it's a pretty solid category um the ballad of buster scruggs uh as Good as that film is, I think it has some weak spots. Um, the last little vignette or the last story, um, I didn't really care a whole lot about. Uh, I guess I, I probably need to rewatch that, but um, uh, it's it's probably not the greatest. Um, uh, like I said, I haven't seen. Actually, I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me or If Beale Street Could Talk. Ah. Um, but from what I've heard, If Beale Street Could Talk was was a pretty solid and really good adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, a Star is Born, that the screenplay for that, I think, was, was really good. Um, and then Black Klansman. Uh, Black Klansman, I think, probably will win. Um, mm. I don't know if I'd rather see that win or a star is born, but I think it'll probably be black Klansman. Interesting. Nice. And, uh, where did, where did, um, a star is born land on like your, your top. Um, it was in there. I want to say it was like five or six, maybe. Nice. Um, I think it finally comes, I think it's finally available for rent on VOD. Like, the week before the Oscars. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I'm yeah. going to try to squeeze it in before. It is also uh, playing in theaters. It's still in theaters? Yeah. Well, well, AMC is screening the Best Picture nominees. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might um, try to catch it then. They're, they're screening the Best Picture nominees, except for Roma. 
Really? And, uh, Dang yeah, really? There's, yeah, there's a whole thing where, like, Probably they, licensing shit with yeah, Netflix. Where, like, AMC doesn't, like, it's like a big corporate hmm. thing where, like, AMC doesn't approve of Netflix. Like, they don't see <laughs> Netflix as having, like, a legitimate, like, thing. Of course. Or, uh, which, I mean, it makes sense to an extent because, like, they're kind of just like, uh, we don't like they're destroying our business model by having their business model. Right. But like they had like an announcement where they were, <laughs> they didn't so even name Roma. Basically um, they're not, they're wanting to not earn more money. When, <laughs> pretty like, much. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like people are already going to see it at home anyway. Why not? Give right. it, and, yeah. and the the big thing about Roma is how you should see it in a theater. Exactly. True. True. Oh, I, yeah. I know if I had the opportunity, I would go and see Roma mm-hmm. in the theater. Same here. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, they, they are like, I highly recommend checking them out. At cool. The thing. I was thinking about seeing a star is born again, but I don't know. Nice. You know, well, now that I think about it, um, it would have been nice to have either, uh, Black Panther or uh, Into the Spider Verse hmm. nominated oh, in this category. Cool. Yeah, um, Spider Verse would have been cool. Yeah, I mean the way that they adapted that. I mean, I I haven't read the comic book, mm-hmm. but from what I have heard about it, um, they I mean they did a really good job of making it a coherent, uh, understandable story with a whole lot going on yeah even though it was really complex it was right. still wasn't out of anyone's league or anything like that i agree that was easy that to follow been, and right uh they juggled there's a, a ton of characters when you really think about it and they yeah. juggled mm-hmm. all of them really well absolutely well the only thing i'll say about this category is i would love to see black Klansman win I mm. I thought it was fantastic just again just an unbelievable story and yeah. the way uh spike lee adapted it was Really impressive. So, I haven't seen the others. So, <laughs> uh, Ben, did you give your picks? Um, I think it'll be Black Klansman. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, I would be super happy if Black Klansman gets it. Um, I would love to see if Beale Street could talk, if only because A, um, it was snubbed for Best Picture, which I think was totally uncalled for <laughs> like it should have been nominated for that Best was Picture. surprising yeah yeah and like the movie is it's beautiful like it's like it's it's a very lovely movie in in a very deep sense like it is about like this love story between these two people and their story of how um he is in prison and it's it speaks to so many social issues that are um important to be to be viewed but it's under this uh veneer of like this love story that is just so well done so i would i would love to see if bill street could talk when um the kind of interesting thing though is the ballad of buster scruggs um adapted screenplay i because i i haven't researched it or anything but i kind of thought it was an original property hmm. like I yeah know that, that's what i thought yeah like i know that the framing device is that there's a book but i looked it up because i wanted i wanted the book but the book doesn't exist i huh. yeah i don't know what it could possibly be based on let me actually look that up because that's gonna bug me um buster scruggs 
And I don't know if that was actually nominated for really anything else. The Ballad of yeah. Buster Scruggs. Um, I th- uh, there, the song was nominated. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And I think right. it's the the song at the very beginning mm-hmm. that uh, Tim Blake Nelson sings. Yeah. Which I, I really liked the song at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to win. but Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was based on a story by Jack London. Hmm. So, interesting. Hmm. I wonder yeah. if maybe that's one of the stories was based yeah. on it. Uh, so yeah, so that's adapted screenplay, and uh, shall we move along to visual effects? Yeah. All right. So let me run down these nominees. Uh, visual effects are Avengers: Infinity War, uh, Christopher Robin, uh, Firstman, um, <laughs> Ready Player One, and Solo: A Star Wars Story. Um, which you know, when Feckus was on, he mentioned we. I think we talked about Solo in some context. And he was like, Academy Award nominee, solo Star Wars story. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's true. But like, in terms of visual effects, like, it's deserved. Like, like the Kessel Run sequence, even though I didn't think, uh, like, I wasn't engaged with the movie or anything, the actual visual effects in that sequence was, was really interesting. Yeah, and the train heist. Yeah. Same Yeah, that, that <sighs> too. Um, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I can only give praise to Star to Star Wars. I can only give so much praise to Star Wars. <laughs> um, Hater, <laughs> haters gonna hate. Uh, ben, any of these movies you haven't seen? Um, and what what do you think of these nominees? Uh, I have not seen Christopher Robin. Same. Um, I'm okay with the nominees. Uh, I'm kind of surprised about First Man just because. Uh, there wasn't, I mean, there's obviously they didn't land on the moon themselves, but, um, (laughs) other than that, I don't know if there were a whole lot of special effects sequences or images. Um, uh, I mean, it's the, those, that aspect of it was, was pretty good, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I think it'll probably either go down to Avengers or Ready Player One just because the sheer amount of visual effects that were in those, like without them, those films would not have really existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were pretty much both of them, they were pretty much all just green screened, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of have a thing with Marvel movies and their surprisingly uh, lackluster special effects. Um, so yeah. that's really my only knock against Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I still think that they were better than Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay. that's that's probably what I'll pick is Avengers. Yeah, and I I totally get that about Marvel because like because like going back and watching like Black pa- Black Panther in particular, and I haven't revisited Ant Man and the Wasp yet, but um, Black Panther like the the visual effects just aren't really that. Oh yeah, great. that was yeah. it was to me it was the worst part about mm-hmm. Black Panther. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I talked about the final battle where like it's two black panthers fighting in a dark black cave and so right. like the, there's no there's yeah. no color to it it was really yeah yeah and I, I will say this for a movie that involves 
for for when you think of visual effects that involve trains, I will give the edge to Solo Star Wars Story over Black Panther. Yeah, thank you. Um, for 2018. But, <laughs> Is that so hard? Sadly, um, there's not yeah. a visual effects on trains. <laughs> on trains right. category. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> trains, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> right. <laughs> category. <laughs> Yet. You would think um, it'd be for comedy, but no, it's for movies involving planes and trains. <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes to my petition online and we will get this correct. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I, I think ready play, I think you're right, Ben, that ready player one and Avengers are kind of the two, the two to the two that, that one of the two will get it. Um, I did appreciate the visual effects in first man. Um, cause it was more low key. I guess like, like the actual, like obviously the big set piece of the moon landing, spoiler alert, um, is really jaw dropping and really impressive. But like also there's some really good, like kind of visual effect flourishes that go into making like the failed attempts and, and the different, mm-hmm. uh, attempts throughout it. Um, even though I didn't really like the movie as much as I hoped I would, um, I did appreciate the visual effects, but I would give the edge to Avengers Infinity War, um, for my pick personally, just because Ready Player One, even though I adored the, uh, shining sequence, like so much, like that was so good. Um, it, it did like, like you said, Ben, both of those feel like just green screen everything, but I would give the edge to Avengers just because, Thanos was a completely CG character and like I feel like they really nailed it with with that so yeah uh tiny yeah uh, so I, I didn't see Christopher Robin or Firstman mm-hmm. um but I I do I agree I think it's between Avengers and Ready Player One I actually will give the slight edge to Ready Player One oh interesting um I think uh, all the licensing made it even more difficult mm-hmm. um because you have to get things accurate look accurately like their yeah, original properties, you know? Um, and just that, that final climactic scene was just, the detail was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And like, they they could have just chosen to set it, have the setting for that somewhere else, but it was like during a snowstorm, mm-hmm. like up on a mountain or something. I was like, man, they just like didn't cut any corners on that scene. And really the detail was just amazing uh, yeah. in that scene. And I, that, that was one of the only things I really liked about that movie, I was pretty disappointed by it. Read the book. It's amazing. Um, so I, I actually give it a little, little bit of an edge to Ready Player One, but I, I think Avengers will probably win it. Okay. So, yep. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's that's visual effects. And let me see which ones. Um, I'm going to kind of skip ahead a bit to production design. Um, so for production design, we have Roma. Mary Poppins returns first men onto the lunar surface or onto the lunar verse. Um, that's not the name of the movie. Yeah. I'll add the, I'll add it's the not. last later. Um, <laughs> the favorite, uh, and black Panther. Uh, so production design, uh, what did you guys think? I, I didn't get a chance to see Mary Poppins returns, uh, yet. Ben, are there any that you missed and how do you feel about this category for production design? Uh, I also didn't see Mary Poppins Returns, nor do I really plan on it. Um, yeah, I mean, production design, I think, for the most part, is just something that I just don't really pay attention to the first mm-hmm. time that I view something. Um, I can understand why uh, all of these were nominated, Um uh, I really liked the 
the design, the favorite, um, the, yeah. the, the palace or wherever that was. Uh, I really liked all the, the detail in all the rooms. Um, there's, uh, the queen's room that most of the the film is in, mm-hmm. I think was really well done. And there was a lot of really cool details and just like the artwork on the walls and, um, some of the different settings just around that whole, uh, palace was, was really well done. Um, yes, and it, it kind of felt like when I was watching, it, I felt like, um, like even though it's this big, uh, sprawling castle. I still felt like you could easily get a sense of like where things were, if that makes sense. Mm, totally. Um, oh yeah. And just where they were, like in relation to uh, other rooms and other spaces. Um. So I, I, I think that would probably be my pick of what I think should win. Um, Black Panther. Uh, when I sit down and think about it, I think the, the production design there was also really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, specifically like all the, like the, the lab, um, and Wakanda, that was, uh, really interesting. There's, uh, the, the cliff scene where they, they do all the fights. Uh, that's right. That was, uh, really interesting. It's kind of a, like an understated production uh, set, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Um, and I'm sure there are other sets on that that I'm blanking on right now. But uh, yeah, I, I think Black Panther probably will win um, just based on what I have read. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. I would. I would be totally fine with Black Panther winning. I, but I, I'm. I'm kind of really pulling for Roma just because the the detail in every frame of that movie is so vivid and and, and great. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if that won just because I feel like I feel like um, any type of like black and white movie kind of gets acclaim, even though Roma deserves it in my book, um, in my green book, that's stupid. But, um, even though Roma deserves it, it's, um, I feel like there's, there's kind of an air of pretension or, and I don't know. I I don't know. uh, An air of like, people think that like, okay, black and white, a black and white movie has like kind of this esteem to it that, people put into it rather than um, it earning on its own. I don't know what I'm getting at with that, but, hmm. but yeah, uh, I think that it deserves it and I would be happy if it wins. Well, and there are, there are a lot of sets when you sit down and think about it, there's a lot of yeah. uh, sets that they had to build or, or mm-hmm. work with. Um, it's not all just, it doesn't all just take place in that one house. Right. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, Roma, I think, would be a, a pretty good win. I would be mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And with so many, like, long takes in that movie, that there's so much that goes into it. Like, the production design had to be on point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, when you think about, like, the big set pieces, like, yeah, those are great examples. But also, like, 
there, there's a 360 scene where um, Cleo is just cleaning up the house and it's like following the camera follows her around like the level of detail like i said in every every inch of the frame in that in that scene is just it's so vivid to me and it's it's really uh gorgeous so yeah, yeah uh rome was my pick that's nice. what i want to win and i think it will win also uh just nice. for all the reasons you guys said the lo- logistics of filming that movie mm-hmm. just seemed like a nightmare to me yeah. <laughs> um and like as far as i can tell basically very little or no cgi so it's like right. everything was practically yeah. produced, you know, they built everything practically and all that stuff. So that's another layer of challenge built into filming that movie. So I, that's, that's what I want to win. And I think it will. Mm-hmm. Roma. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. So shall we go on to original song? Sure. Okay. And I'm going to see, I'm not going to sing these. Um, <laughs> when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings from the ballad of Buster Scruggs, uh, I'll fight from RBG, which I realized like in the last episode, I kept referring to it as RGB, which is obviously wrong. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, uh, shallow from a star is born, uh, the place where lost things go from Mary Poppins returns. And I kind of went out of order. Uh, all the stars from black Panther. Uh, it's shallows to lose. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's this one's pretty much a slam dunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, have you? What do you guys think of the other songs? Have you heard the other songs? Um, I don't remember all the stars. Um, and the when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings was was fine, but it was no, it didn't have Lady Gaga, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tim Blake Nelson is kind of a. Uh, country Lady Gaga. I would say. <laughs> nice. They're easily mistakable. Like yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> totally. I, I'm not really thrilled with this category or excited about it because um, I I just can't really. I haven't seen Stars Born and like I haven't even really heard the Shallow song. Oh, interesting. Just because I got, I want to see it in the movie and really because mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that's like the biggest scene. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had avoided it yeah. before I saw it and I'm glad that I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I don't really know who. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd like to see that win just because of what I've heard about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I really, I don't know. Other than that, interesting. Don't have much to say. Um, All the stars is a pretty, pretty good uh, song. Um, the really the whole Black Panther soundtrack is is really good. I did like the music in Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. Um. I yeah, just shallow and then. All the stars, and I guess uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs song were uh, are really the only ones that I'm familiar with. Um, one movie that I think could have gotten in here is uh, Into the Spider Verse because, oh I, yeah, like that was one of the things that I had noticed uh, when I saw it is just how great the soundtrack was, and totally. I don't feel like anyone has really talked about that. Um, there's one song in particular. It's like at the end when he becomes Spider-Man and he gets his costume and he, all that. And it's, mm-hmm. it was, it really gets you amped up. I wish that mm-hmm. that one would have got nominated. Absolutely. Nice choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so 
congrats, Lady Gaga, for the win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's one step closer to an EGOT. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, original score. Um, this category is, is fun. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns, Isle of Dogs, If Beale Street Could Talk, uh, Black Klansman, and Black Panther. Um, fun side note about Black Panther, the composer is Ludwig Gorenson, who, uh, composed the music for, I believe, the entire run of Community. Um, uh-huh. yeah, and I was like, like, when Community, like, was first starting out, like, I loved that, the music in it. Um, I was just obsessed with it. And also, he, um, helped or, or worked with, uh, Donald Glover for a while, at least for um, his Childish Gambino work. So, oh, cool! Yeah. So it's cool to see him nominated for a freaking Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of this category, uh, Ben? Any any of them stand out? Uh, short answer: No. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Again, just the score is not really something that I tend to notice on my first viewing of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, like Black Klansman, I totally don't remember any of the music there. Yeah, me um, Black Panther, same. I mean, other than the soundtrack, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Isle of Dogs, I don't... Yeah, I mean... No, I, I don't really remember any of that either. Um, and I haven't seen the other two. Interesting. Uh, I'm surprised to see Isle of Dogs even in the running for really any of the nominations, just because it came out kind of earlier in the year, and yeah, I liked it quite a bit, but I haven't really given two thoughts to it um, after seeing it. Um, Tiny, any of these? Uh, I've only seen Black Klansman and Black Panther. Um uh, but I like like Ben said. I don't really remember the music from Black Klansman very okay. well. Um, but Black Panther would be my choice. I really, really enjoyed the the music, like we said earlier. So nice. Yeah. Um, I really hope that if Beale Street could talk gets it, just because that movie is so poetic and beautiful, like just visually speaking, and like the the score really uh, complements that beautifully. Um, and really, that's the only one of the nominees that i've seen i haven't seen mary poppins uh returns but like of the nominees i've seen that i that stuck with me and um is uh, memorable to me um i think if you had to put a gun to my head i'd probably pick black panther nice Um, but i i say that with very little confidence Mm. so it could be any of these I, i have no idea so cool. you heard it here first. Ben's <laughs> official <laughs> pick is uh, Black Panther. Um, okay, so I, I know I, I have a feeling that we haven't seen collectively enough in this next category, but best foreign language film. Um, uh, I'll read the nominees. Uh, Capernaum, Capernaum, uh, Cold War. Uh, oh, oops. Uh, hang on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. Um, I haven't, I've only seen Roma. I've been very excited to see Cold War mm-hmm. and Shoplifters. Yeah. Um, but I've only seen Roma. And my concern with this 
is that it's going like I have a feeling it's going to go to Roma, and then that's like that's going to like not invalidate it, but it's going to split the difference for the best picture. It's going to be like a consolation prize, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What that's, do you guys think of this? That was my initial fear too, but I mm-hmm. think it's just it's the best of these films, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, if I can hop on my soapbox real quick, absolutely I'm <laughs> kind of angry that I haven't been able to see cold war yet just mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't, I don't know if it showed it here in Indianapolis at all. Um, it may have been at Keystone art, but yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I, I checked, uh, a couple of weeks ago and really all it said was coming soon. Mm. Um, it is going to be on Amazon. I saw, uh, but not until like the middle of March. That yeah. pissed me off so much. Yeah. Cause I got so excited when I saw it on there and it was like March 22nd. I'm like, yeah. that does nothing for me. Right. Um, uh, I, yeah. I would really like to see shoplifters too. Cause I've heard mm. a lot of good things about that. Mm. I think, uh, it was, it was in like Cannes or Sundance or one of the major film festivals and it either, won a major award or it, nice. like it was it was one of the top films of that film festival so i mm-hmm. i'm really excited to see that i think it comes to uh itunes in a couple weeks nice so um uh, but yeah i think that roma will still be the winner mm-hmm. do you think that'll uh take away its chances for uh, really, any of the other like is it's nominated for director and best picture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't think so. I hope not. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think. Um. Honestly, I think that it will win just because I feel like this will be the film that the majority of the Academy has actually seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I don't think they will have seen, you know, Capernaum uh, mm-hmm. or Never Look Away. Never Look Away, I think, like, just came out here in America, like, huh. a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, and I remember some... And I, I think it's gotten good reviews, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Roma will probably win just because... A, it's the best film, but yeah. also because, you know, more people will have seen it and yeah. are familiar with it. Just the recognition of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, the recognition and the popularity of it will probably put it ahead of the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I haven't seen the others, but I do want to see Cold War. Yeah. And I haven't seen Pavel Pavlikovsky's other movie. He, yeah, he directed right. Ida, Ida a couple yeah. of years, a year or two ago or something. So, mm-hmm. and he's a big old Polak. So, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gotta stick together. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I agree. Um, probably Roma. But, uh, yeah, next category. This one is an interesting one. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's film editing. Um, nominees are Black Klansman, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Always fumble that. Uh, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody has a lot of kind of, um, uh, problems, problems. (laughs) Uh, 
so much like there's there's been so much uh talked about it but there was there was a (laughs) there was a video of a clip from bohemian rhapsody that was on i saw on twitter um i i saw the movie the movie's fine i i'm just kind of lukewarm on it anyway Mm -hmm. but uh there's a clip where it's um the band is meeting uh what's it adrian or aiden aiden gillen Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the little finger, little finger. Yeah, yeah. Little finger. Oh, okay. And they're meeting him, and they're they're kind of telling telling him about their their band, their 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 brand, and everything. And uh, the video highlights like it's it's a clip, an unaltered clip from the movie, and the editing is atrocious. Like it is, it's probably a three minute clip. There's probably like. Over, I w- I don't I didn't count how many cuts there were, but like there's like probably two dozen cuts. Jeez. Like there's a cut every like two seconds in that in that clip, and it's like watching that isolated from the context of the movie with the editing in mind. It's like it is a it is it's a disaster. Like, and it's nominated for best editing. I don't get that, hmm. but yeah. What do you guys think of this category and? uh why do you think Green Book is probably going to get it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only seen Black Klansman, so I can't say much. But I thought that was a well well edited film. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Um, I. It's been a long time since I've seen Black Klansman, mm-hmm. so I can't really. It, I don't remember the editing a whole lot. Um. I'd be okay with it if it won. Um, I just watched Bohemian Rhapsody last mm-hmm. night slash this morning, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. And I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, the the concert scenes I feel like are well edited. That's fair. Um, and there's there's one part, I don't know if, I guess this would be an editing thing or more of a visual effects thing or not, mm-hmm. but there is one shot. Uh, near the beginning where, um, where it's like their, their first tour Mm -hmm. and it's going from like one concert venue and it's just this, like the camera just keeps tracking forward and it goes like through their bus, like through the windshield and through the bus and then throughout the back of the bus and to another concert venue. And I thought that was uh, a really interesting shot. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. Um, I, I have not seen green book again. Um, so yeah, that's the only film in this category that I have not seen. Um, I'm going to go against vice just out of principle, mostly. (laughs) Um, uh, so yeah, I think it'll either be Black Klansman or Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I agree. I, I think it would be fun to see the favorite win. Um, in terms of editing, I mean, w- one of the things that I thought when I when I saw that Bohemian Rhapsody clip on Twitter was that I need to, I I, re- I really want to make a more concentrated effort to pay attention to the editing in movies because I just it's something that. It's an aspect of filmmaking that I think I take for granted, granted when I watch movies. So, um, but the favorite with like all of the fisheye lenses and 
the way that it kind of has a very distinct visual tone. I'm, I guess the editing could play a pretty good effect in that. <laughs> so you like the fish eyes? Mm-hmm. Um, in the moment I did, the more I got away from it, I think that it, it was a little overdone. Uh, I, <laughs> I think in the moment I liked it cause it's, it's so weird, um, and unique, but someone pointed out it just looks like they had a GoPro. <laughs> I'm like, right. okay. <laughs> I, I that... couldn't really think of a good reason for them. Yeah. Um, other than just heightening the weirdness of, mm-hmm. of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And I, I'm not familiar. I haven't seen any of the other films of Yorgos. Yeah. Um, I was just going to so, ask you. Uh, I don't know if that's like one of his mm-hmm. things, but not really. Oddly enough, it's like, it's not, it's not like a signature of his style or anything. I kind of feel like, and this is just complete baseless on my part, but like, um, he's a very weird, weird, weird director. <laughs> Um, he like, uh, it, it, he's just a bizarre director. Um, in all of his movies that I've seen, I've seen, I think three other movies of his, uh, or two or three, um, are just so off the wall and, and weird and strange, um, from, from the word go. And those movies he also wrote, um, uh, um, the favorite, he didn't write the script. So maybe I kind of feel like, my armchair opinion is that maybe he just employed the fisheye lens just to be as weird as he could within the confines of his way of telling the story. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could see black Klansman getting it or vice. Um, yeah, (laughs) I don't carry the, uh, uh, I I thought vice was fine. (laughs) Uh, we'll get to that because I'm I'm very interested to pick your brain about it, <laughs> but uh, I could see them getting it because as Tiny said, the Academy kind of loves Adam McKay. Um, yeah. So documentary feature. Now this one is really interesting because usually I don't watch that many documentaries over the course of the year, and this one I've seen two of them. Okay, the nominees are Free Solo, Hale County, This Morning, This Evening, uh, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Um, very, very kind of disgruntled that Won't You Be My Neighbor is not in this category. Like, I Big don't snub. get it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Free Solo and Minding the Gap. I loved Free Solo. Um, it's one of the most intense documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, so I think that that might be my pick for what I want to win. Um, I could see Minding the Gap get it, getting it though. Um, and I really enjoyed that documentary. It was just, yeah. Um, yeah. What do, what do you guys think of it, Ben? Uh, which ones of these have you seen and what are your thoughts on the category? Um, yeah, I was also shocked and surprised and angry and, mm-hmm. uh, all of those emotions when I found out that Won't You Be My Neighbor wasn't nominated. I mean, it was the most recognizable of the documentaries of last year. It was the most profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about a subject matter that uh, people know and love, and mm-hmm. it was really well done. 
Um, I have seen Minding the Gap and RBG, um, and I would really like to see Free Solo, but I don't think that's going to be happening at this point. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was just gonna, it's actually Free Solo is playing at IMAX at okay. AMC. Yeah, I mean, everyone that uh, has seen it has said that it's really incredible. Um, I would, I don't know how I would ever get to see Hill County this morning, this evening, mm-hmm. but um, I'm kind of curious to see that one end of Fathers of Sons purely just to see if they really are better than Won't You Be My Neighbor. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Minding the Gap, I think, is for sure the best documentary here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'll probably be RBG. Um, yeah. RBG, mm-hmm. have you seen it, Tom? I haven't seen it, no. Okay. Um, it's very straightforward. It's just like uh, a biopic uh, mm. with interviews. Um, and and I was surprised at how much I liked it. Um but I think mining the gap, like it's one that will stick with me for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's like it's one of those where you don't really want to give away what it's about right. to people who haven't seen it, just because it's it's that good, and um, you you really don't expect it out of uh, a documentary made by a uh, what twenty. 23 year old something yeah, like that something crazy like that yeah hmm. um but that being said i think it'll probably be rbg simply because it's uh about a, a subject that everyone knows and mm-hmm. um uh you know it's gonna be voted on by a bunch of liberal snowflakes so <laughs> uh <laughs> sure um uh, so, and I, I think I'd be okay with it if it won. Um, yeah. But uh, I I would be really shocked and happy if Mining the Gap won, but uh, I think it'll be RBG. Nice. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to see RBG yet. Did you see On the Basis of Sex? No. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have voiced my, not dismay or anything, just my... I didn't care for it just because it feels like it's just that cookie cutter Oscar bait award Mm -hmm. season kind of like biopic thing that I'm just, I've grown out of that. But the thing that I have thought about after seeing on the basis of sex is that like for it's like, it's not like it's a competently made movie and everything. But what I came away from it is that I, I don't, I didn't learn anything about, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And that's why I'm excited to see the documentary because, um, I should learn a lot more about her (laughs) from that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I also didn't know a whole lot about her. mm -hmm. Um, and being a fellow liberal snowflake myself, I, (laughs) I was, uh, really happy to learn more about her and she's, yeah, she's a really interesting subject. Nice. Hmm. Uh yeah, so that's documentary feature and uh Tiny, did, did oh yeah get, oh well I haven't seen any of them so oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them <laughs> well, so uh, both mining the gap and RBG are on Hulu so oh, right. okay. you can check them out and I think they're both like ninety minutes so okay yeah I also think RBG will win as well 
Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't seen it, but that's just you know. yeah. And I uh, I recommend seeing Free Solo. Um, yeah, I, I was actually that. thinking because I saw it at the State Museum IMAX, the legit like real IMAX downtown Indianapolis, mm-hmm. um, largest screen in the state, um, and just like seeing it on the big screen is so cool because like the, the documentary is about this guy who is climbing uh el capitan in uh uh that one place yosemite um <laughs> and it's just like seeing it on the big screen is like like you will be just terrified like for me i'm severely acrophobic so i was like i was very much uh invested in in the documentary um i might actually go see it again since it's at amc and imax and i have a list so um there's our there's our reference to a list for this episode. Yeah. Um, so, Check that box. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so best directing, uh, this category is, uh, interesting. Um, so the nominees are black Klansman, cold war, the favorite Roma and vice. Um, I obviously haven't seen cold war. um, my pick would be Roma just because I'm I'm in love with that movie so much. Uh what do you guys think of this category? Um and who do you think should and will win? I think I think Spike Lee might win this because of for legacy reasons. Yeah. This yeah. is his first best director nomination. I think it yeah. is, yeah. yeah. He's had a best picture, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not sure. sure. Um, but, uh, I think for legacy reasons, he might kind of get, not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just saying, I think that might be why he finally wins one here. I can um, see that happening. And I would love that. I, I cause yeah. I love that movie and I think he was integral to it being fantastic. Um, would you say that it would be, uh, sorry, would, that it would be the Academy, uh, that the Academy should do the right thing and, mm. and award him nope. that? Nope. Nope. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. No. I don't um, think anyone would yeah. say that. <laughs> but well, he's he's got to have it. Not she's got to have it. Anyway, so anyways, I don't know. He I think he got game. The so. favorite is the favorite here. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. Um, yeah. So I, don't, I really don't know. I I I think Alfonso Cuarón winning would be great too because mm-hmm. I mean he's won at least once before. Has he won twice for directing? I don't. I don't know. But uh, that's a good question. But I think I think know, it's just once. Okay. It w- it would be well earned with Roma. I think I'd be I'd be fine with him winning. And those are the only two I've seen. So mm-hmm. unfortunately. So Ben, uh, Vice. You want Vice to win? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Plot twist. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I think hands down, Adam McKay was the biggest problem with Vice. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Knowing that he was nominated over uh, Bradley Cooper just makes me slightly more angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and I also haven't seen Cold War, so I don't know. Uh, I, I can't say whether he deserves it or not. Um, the favorite, um, I'm not surprised that he got nominated. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to try with his name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, like we were talking about with the fisheye lenses and, uh, all that, I think that was to me anyway, that was just kind of a weird 
thing, and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't really a huge fan of the way it was directed. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll probably go down to Spike Lee or Roma just just because of the reasons that Tiny mm-hmm. had said. Um, I think for the longest time, I think Roma has, or Coron has pretty much been uh, the front runner in this one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't make a 100% accurate prediction. Apparently, I'm looking this up right now, the... Directors Guild awards are oh, yeah. being announced in like two hours. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, uh, unless we want to pause this and wait to see, <laughs> then I could probably make a better prediction. Right. Um, whether it's Coron or Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think <laughs> this may be kind of a cop out, but I think whoever wins the DGA will win this. Yeah, and probably. I yeah. think it, it'll probably be Coron. Okay. I wonder, is that, like, historically, is it, do you know if that's matched up in the... Um, I'm sure I have read it uh, at one point, but I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it is generally a predictive award. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Huh. But um, I don't have any stats to back it up yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Did you say who you think oh, will win? Did I? Uh oh uh I don't uh, think you did. Oh okay. Um oh no, <laughs> yeah, because I made the shitty joke about vice. <laughs> um, no, uh I it's tough because I feel like this is I don't even know if historically it's it's been done this way, or I think actually maybe uh usually my understanding is that director is and maybe did you say this before? The director is kind of the runner-up to Best Picture, yeah. Historically, like I know that oddly enough, I think it was Alfonso Cuarón back in uh, twenty fourteen got Best Director and Best Picture for Gravity, right. and I think that that uh, was against the norm. Um, I don't know how it's been done. Um, Gravity did not win Best Picture. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember what year that was. Didn't win Best Picture or Best Director? He won Best Director. Okay. Um, And then, oh, yeah. I don't remember. I've got Uh, all my years mixed up. Yeah, that would have been the 2014 Academy Awards. Uh, Well, maybe not. Yeah, I thought I won both. Uh, that was the was that the year of like Spotlight and uh, mm, The Revenant? No, Spotlight mm. was Spotlight was like two years ago. Yeah, uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um. 20, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Google was result. that the year of Twelve Years a Slave? Oh no, I think that was the next year. Um, hang on, I've got... Uh, no, that was the same year. Was it? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Gravity, Coron, 12 Years a Slave was Best Picture. Oh, okay. okay. Well... Thanks, Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know then. Um, I would like to see Roma get it, but I could see Black Klansman getting it. 
Uh, yeah. Like Tiny said, for a legacy win. Um, no, I'm I'm not sure how much the Golden Globes matters, but mm. uh, Coron won for director and the the, the Golden Globes this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hmm. hmm. Nice. So that is best director. Um, yeah, Bradley Cooper didn't wasn't wasn't nominated. That's a shame. Want to jump to cinematography? Yes. So cinematography, we've got Cold War, uh, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Uh, what do you guys make of this uh, category? It's Roma's to lose, right? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I, yeah. that's the only thing I, mm-hmm. I it's the only one I've seen. I can I, I yeah. unfortunately have to say that, but I mean it was uh, it's one of those movies that I think it's going to go down mm-hmm. for cinematography reasons as as a legendary film. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, what do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely Roma. Um, if I if this was my Oscar ballot, I would mm-hmm. probably include. Um, uh, leave no trace. Uh, have oh, you guys interesting. Seen that one? I have seen yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the cinematography was really good on that one. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that I think should be in this. Uh, yeah, I, I can't speak to Never Look Away or Cold War, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's going to be Roma. Yeah. yeah. Right. Agreed. Uh, okay, moving right along. Animated feature. The Pixar Award. Yeah, right. <laughs> or is it? Or, yeah, is, or it? is it? Yes. <laughs> um, so the nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, uh, Mirai, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, super happy to see Spider-Man nominated. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it could have not been nominated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, you know, Tiny, you mentioned that it's the Pixar award. Yeah. Uh, I it the interesting thing is, Incredibles two was was a fine movie. I haven't seen it since the theater. Feckus actually texted me like a week or so ago saying that he rewatched Incredibles two and it like holds up really well and he really enjoyed it. Um, but I think that Spider Verse is the favorite for me because in terms of just sheer animation style, it blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isle of dogs looked cool and was, was an interesting movie, but I, I'm putting all of my eggs in Spider-Man, which is a weird, weird <laughs> phrase. Uh, what do you guys think? Of He's supposed to put eggs. eggs in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Sp- yeah, Spider-Man all the way. I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed Incredibles too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an honorable mention for me. Um, but, uh, Spider-Man, I didn't get to see it before our end of the year episode, but I went and saw it in the theater. It would have been in my top ten. Uh, yeah. It was so fantastic. I loved Spider-Man. Um, I, I, um, uh, Mike mentioned that he that Spider-Man should have been nominated for Best Picture, just straight up Best Picture, and I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that at all. I think it could have been nominated in both categories. Mm-hmm. It was that good. I really loved Spider-Man. So that's my choice, and I think they'll. I think it'll win too. I think it has enough buzz to. To get the win, so did you see uh, Ralph breaks the internet or Isle of Dogs? <sighs> no, all I saw was Incredibles and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I I really liked Incredibles. I think there were some problems with the script a little bit. Um, I 
if Spider-Man was not in this, I would want Incredibles to win just because I am a pretty big Brad Bird fan. Nice. Um, I think the the detail and the the way that Incredibles was animated, I think, uh, was really great. I mean, he's got so much to work with with all their superpowers, and yeah. there were even more superheroes with really cool, uh, really cool abilities and powers mm. and whatnot. So he had a lot of fun animating that. Um, there was, I, I think I mentioned this in my letterbox review of it, but, um, there's like three shots in particular in Incredibles that I really loved like instantly. Um, just the, the amount of detail that, he put into that uh was just really impressive um but yeah i think this will be spider-man um just because you know it's it's not only a great movie but i think there are uh holes that you could fill in the other other nominated nominees um just there are, I mean, there are things that you could say against them is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, uh, not only the, the story was great, the voice acting was great. The, uh, the animation itself was really well done. Just the, the style that they did it in, um, mm-hmm. instead of doing like a straightforward CGI look, yeah. And doing more like a comic book, like cell shading yeah. kind of look. Right. Um, I, I think that was really impressive. So Spider-Man for me too. Nice. Um, cool. And I gave mine. Tiny gave, okay. So, uh, we're getting into the acting, uh, categories now. Um, we're at actress in a supporting role. Uh, we've got Amy Adams for Vice. Uh, Marina de Tavira for Roma, uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, and Emma Stone for The Favorite, as well as Rachel Weisz for The Favorite. Um, Regina King has gotten so much buzz for If Beale Street Could Talk, and she has one really incredible scene. Um, but I, I, I feel like, yeah. This might also be like kind of a legacy legacy award too if they give it to Amy Adams for Vice. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I would I would be happy with either of the favorites nominees or Marina de Tavira for Roma. Uh, what do you guys make of this category? Um, I really liked Marina de Tavira as well. I thought she stood out in Roma. Um, mm-hmm. um, I would love to see her win. I, actually, I any of these actresses could win. I thoroughly enjoy all of them. I haven't seen the other performances, mm-hmm. but uh, I just I've I've always loved Amy Adams, and then uh, Emma Stone is an American sweetheart, and Rachel Weisz is always enjoyable. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to see any of them win. I really yeah. I really don't mind. But I could see Amy Adams getting the legacy win, or um, Regina King kind of getting a bunch of momentum and pulling out a win or people just enjoying the kind of the rivalry between Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz for the same movie. I don't know. I, I could see it going anyway, really. I, I really, I'm not sure. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, I I'm also really glad that Marina de Taviro uh, got nominated. I think she was a pretty big surprise uh, mm-hmm. from what I have read. I don't know anyone else that she would have beaten out that should have been nominated. But um, yeah, I I just recently rewatched uh, Roma, and she's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't understand why Amy Adams is nominated in this category mm-hmm. just because like who is the lead actress in that film other than her? <laughs> I I guess I just don't understand the Oh wow. the the criteria I guess that goes into who gets uh nominated for supporting versus mm-hmm. lead. Um I mean, yeah, she she's really great in Vice. Um, has she won anything before? I, know. I think she's only been nominated. Yeah, I don't think she's won. Yeah, but she's been nominated like four times. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I haven't seen Beale Street, but I think it'll be Regina King either way. Mm-hmm. Um, solely because she's won like every lead up award. Oh for yeah, this. okay. So. And I think uh, the two actresses from The Favorite are uh, are going to, like, cancel each other out. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I heard on another podcast that um, The Favorite, like, technically, like, those two and Olivia Coleman are, like, the lead actresses. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, there's not, like, a supporting role technically, but – they, from what I understand, they it's kind of a tactical kind of nomination that they campaign for them to be supporting roles, and so Olivia Coleman could be considered for um, lead actress. So I can I can understand that. Um, sorry, I just had to get pizza away from the, from the, from the cord. Uh, so uh, yeah, so that's that's actress in a supporting role. Um, yeah, to kind of talk about Marina de Tavira. Uh, real quick also just like that performance was really striking to me because it's it's a role that like it's it's not the focal point of the movie but her storyline is so integral to like the story of the family and everything that it's it's a very interesting kind of tightrope to walk um for her cuz it's not like she's necessarily stealing focus or anything or there there's no potential to steal focus but she's still telling her part of the story or she's performing her part of the story that is informing this bigger piece of the entire movie that i feel like is really uh really well done on her part so yeah so anyway um that's best supporting actress uh next we have actor in a supporting role we've got mahershala ali for green book uh adam driver for black klansman Sam Elliott for Stars Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, I think this is Sam Elliott's first nomination. I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see him get it, but I feel like he didn't really. Honestly, he didn't really stand out to me that much in a Stars Born. Um, yeah. What What do you guys think of this category? 
Um, the only one I've seen is Adam Driver. So, mm-hmm. and I love Adam Driver, and love, I'm so happy to see him nominated for an Oscar. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure he really earned this necessarily. Um, yeah. I didn't think he was bad. I thought he did, did a good job in Black Klansman, but I don't think it was. That wasn't the meat of the story through his character. So I, I thought it was just kind of a strange nomination. Um, sure. But uh, Sam Elliott, for legacy purposes, I think might might uh, get the win here. Um, Sam Rockwell could also, I could see him winning just because, uh, he's, he's got momentum as far as the Oscars are concerned, uh, yeah. having won last year, the year before last year, was last, last year, year yeah. for, yeah, Ebbing, Missouri. Um, so yeah, I could, I could see it going to Sam Elliott or Sam Rockwell, uh, one of the Sams. Mm-hmm. Marshall Ali as well. I, I, I didn't see Green Book. I haven't seen his performance, but he's also just a, a well-liked actor. You yeah. know, and he's great in Green Book. Mm-hmm. Um, he really is. So I, I would be okay with him winning, but fuck that movie so much. <laughs> ben, what do you think of this uh, category? Um, I really wish that Sam Elliott had a chance in this. Yeah. Um, he, he was a really uh, solid part of that film. Um, and I, I don't know if his character exists in any of the previous versions of... A Star is Born, but I think he was really, uh, he, him and Bradley Cooper worked really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adam Driver, I think also, uh, without him, I don't think Black Klansman would have worked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Rockwell, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Yes, I did not like Vice, but right. um I don't know. He was he was okay. I've heard uh I've read someone say like he was doing his best Will Ferrell impression. Yeah. <laughs> George W. Bush, which I can totally see. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't think he will win it. I think uh it'll be Mahershala Ali pretty mm-hmm. much a hundred percent just because mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even though I haven't seen it, I have only heard good things about his performance and how yeah. he's like one of the better parts of it. Plus, like he's he's cleaned up like every lead up award. Okay. So far. Right. he won the Golden Globe, he won the SAG Award. Um, uh, so, I yeah, it'll be him. Okay. My only concern with that is that there's not a scene in Green Book where he where his character folds a pizza in half and eats it like a taco. <laughs> um that's my concern. But um but yeah, has Adam Driver been nominated before? Uh no. I can't. No, I I nope. highly doubt it. Okay. Um yeah, uh I I would like to see him uh him win personally. Yeah. Although I've heard really great things about Richard E. Grant's performance in Can You Ever Forgive Me? So hmm. um I could see that going. But Marshall Ali or Trevor. Yeah. Okay, so let's go with leading roles. I messed that up. <laughs> Actress in a lead role. Uh the nominees are Yalitza Abaricio for Roma, uh Glenn Close for the wife. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga and A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Um, 
I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me or The Wife. Um, but yeah, it, it this is an interesting category. Ben, what do you make of this category? Uh, this one will be Glenn Close. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. seen The Wife, but uh, again, she's won all the lead-up awards yeah, for this. She won so the Globe. Yeah. yeah, she won the Globe and uh, the SAG Award just a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be her. I wish that it was Lady Gaga, but yeah. um, I mean, Glenn Close uh, has. She's. I think I heard she is. She's got the most nominations without a win of any oh, actor wow. or actress. Oh wow! Uh, so far, so um, from what I've heard, though, I mean, this isn't her best role mm. uh, that she's ever done. So. Wow! Um, but yeah, it'll it'll still be her. Uh, nice. And yeah, uh, Olivia Coleman also really good. Uh, really glad that Yulitza Aparicio mm. got nominated. Uh, I think she uh, more or less deserved it. I think mm-hmm. her character was kind of a blank slate in that, uh, yeah. for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's the the really pivotal scene at the end, mm-hmm. uh, or a couple of scenes, but uh, other than that, she doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, yeah, I I can agree with you there. I think she did a great job. It's really interesting because it's her uh, first acting role ever. She's yeah. not an actress. Like, oh. yeah. She's never been in anything else. Um, but I think that lended an authenticity to her performance that felt just really at home in that in that movie. Um, but yeah, I, Glenn Close. I haven't seen The Wife, but Glenn Close. Like when you put it in the context of her being nominated more without winning uh, like that, it's a lock for her. Yeah. And I mean, in a perfect world, it'd be nice if Elsie uh, Fisher was nominated yeah. for eighth grade. Yes. Um, Probably the biggest snub in this category in my book. Right. Uh, I'm sure there's one or two others. Um, oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, Destroyer. Um Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Which I haven't seen Destroyer, but I've heard great things about it. Um, I think I had heard some buzz about uh, Viola Davis from Widows. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't <laughs> seen that one either, but um, apparently she was pretty good in it. Mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed by that whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would have been nice to uh, have... Uh, uh, I want her saying her name is Thomason McKenzie from yeah. Leave No Trace. Mm. Oh um, yeah, okay. Because she's really good. I I mean, obviously, I can see why she wasn't just because of the name recognition. But right. Um. But uh, other than that, I think it's a relatively solid category. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm really not thrilled with Yalitza Aparicio being nominated. I, cause oh, yeah. I, I could just feel her not being a professional actor, and I feel mm-hmm. like it really sh- shone through or shined through. I, I didn't, I didn't hate her performance or anything like that. I just didn't, I didn't stand out to me and really. It's, it's a little harder when it's a foreign film, you know. Yeah. It's harder yeah. to to understand, you know, what they're. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think to other foreign films that I've seen and I, I didn't feel the same way about great performances. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled with her nomination. Um, didn't Olivia Coleman win a uh, globe? 
Um, or am that's I, a good question. Or she I think she did. Um, but yeah, I think though the Globes are just weird just because they have hers is like the, for a comedy, I think. Right. Best oh, actress yeah. in a comedy, right? And yeah. I, I don't think Glenn Close was, or no, she she was probably nominated in the uh, drama, the drama category. Yeah. Although her uh, Glenn Close and Lady Gaga, now that I remember, they actually tied in the SAG Awards. Oh, so okay. That's uh, that's really the only drama here is just uh, you know Olivia Coleman won the Globe, mm-hmm. but. And Glenn Close didn't outright win the SAG award, which uh, the SAGs is uh, how do you say this? It's the the largest voting body of the Academy is the SAG awards. Oh, okay. oh so, interesting. So the SAGs are always a really good predictor, especially for the acting categories. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think just like we said, just based on her legacy, I think it'll still be. Glenn Close. Yeah, I think it'll be her as well. But it's it's kind of a bummer that Lady Gaga is, has to go up against her because I, I think it'd be yeah. great yeah. great to see her win. I've yeah. I, I kind of fell in love with her at the Oscars when she performed uh something. So I don't even remember yeah. when she performed oh, something. She did like the um, the sound of music for some reason. That's right. It was like the fiftieth <laughs> anniversary. It didn't really make any sense, but yeah. Right. But yeah, she she did that. Up until that point I had just thought of her as like a stupid pop star. I had never really like heard her sing other than on the radio and uh-huh. I just didn't have a high opinion of her. And then I saw that performance and I was like, damn, she's really talented. And from then mm-hmm. that point forward, I've been a fan of hers in general. So, but yeah, I think Glenn Close probably has it wrapped up. Yeah. So I hope that Lady Gaga does more acting, takes more acting roles. Yeah. Um, Cause I, she did such a great job. Yeah. And, and this was pretty much, I mean, there's, there's, some criticism, I guess, about how she was essentially playing herself in A Star yeah. Is Born. Oh, yeah. Um, but hmm. even that, you know, she she did really well. Yeah. There's yeah. especially, uh, Matt, you know what I'm talking about, with uh, when they sing Shallow together for the first time. That mm-hmm. was uh, really impressive from her standpoint. Totally. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, actor in a leading role. Um, let's see. So we've got Christian Bale for Vice, uh, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, uh, Remy Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Um, I haven't seen At Eternity's Gate, and I haven't really heard much about it either. Um, what do you guys make of this category? Have you guys seen that Eternity's Gate? Nope. I haven't seen any of these, unfortunately. Oh, interesting. Um, Ben, what do you make of the category then? Um, you know, uh, I think for the longest time, this was Christian Bale's category to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there was all the talk about how he he basically disappeared under all the makeup and everything. And he looks Mm -hmm. just like, uh, Dick Cheney in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and he did pretty well, I would say in, in vice. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of underwhelmed by him though. I think he was like, he nailed the voice. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, he didn't really get a whole lot to do. Um, mm-hmm. He never really raises his voice or he mm-hmm. didn't, um, he didn't go through a whole lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this mm-hmm. one is uh, now down to uh, Christian Bale and Rami Malek. Um, specifically because uh, Rami Malek won the SAG award. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Globe. Didn't oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was different categories. I think. I think it was for a musical or comedy, right? Yeah, and then yeah. yeah. Well, Rami Malek won for drama. Did he really? Oh, okay. I thought mm-hmm. it, my, my mistake. Yep. Yeah, because uh, 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 yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody is not a musical, right? Oh, uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I think um, Christian Bale won for comedy or musical. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I really wish. Again, I wish that Bradley Cooper had a chance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, unlike Rami Malek, am I saying that right? Rami Malek, <laughs> yeah. It's like the first time I've so. ever said yep. his name out sure. loud and it sounds weird. Yep. Um, but, uh, Bradley Cooper actually sang all of the music yeah. in right. that film and I think that's a huge credit to him. Mm. Uh, though if Rami would have tried to do a Freddie Mercury impression, I yeah. think it would have been really weird yeah um that's true since i had just i just watched bohemian rhapsody and i mm-hmm. uh he was good yeah i i would be okay with him winning this mm-hmm. um i think the more that i think about uh christian bale in vice uh the less thrilled i am about him winning uh, so I, I think Rami Malek will probably win it. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, my money's on Rami Malek as well. I think he's got a little more momentum going into it. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I haven't seen any of these, but I heard uh, Bradley Cooper on NPR talking about A Star is Born, and it was a really interesting interview. He was talking about he spent essentially like a year developing the voice yeah. for the character and he actually based it on Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the voice. Um, so I just hearing him talking about it was really, really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. and he talked about how he struggled with singing because he had like some kind of, I think he had some kind of disorder with his ears when he was younger. Uh huh. I think he was talking yeah, about that. His, it was, well, his character in the film is deaf in one ear, I think, or okay. has trouble hearing out of one ear. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, so that just, I mean, I can only imagine that that brought a certain level of reality to his performance. So, and I just, I, I love the guy. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him win, but I, yeah, I think Ben's right. He probably doesn't really have a chance. So it's kind of between Christian Bale and Rami, Rami Malek. And I think Rami Malek will come away with it. But again, I have to ask, did any of these people, aside from the one, fold a pizza in half and eat it <laughs> like a taco? Um, an Italian I mean, taco. It, it kind of <laughs> sucks that Vigo Mortensen doesn't have an Oscar. I know, it does. Point, but, yeah. Um, and I, I haven't seen Green Book, but I, I, so I can't really say whether he really mm. deserves it or not. Yeah. Un- unlike Mahershala Ali, I, don't, he, I do not think Vigo Mortensen deserves a nomination for green book. Um, because, and this may be also due to the writing, he is just a caricature. Like in 
well, it would be his performance too, because like his perform, like he, he plays it as this kind of uh, uh, stereotypical Italian kind of accent, um, uh-huh. and it's just it's so just bland, and he doesn't do anything interesting with it, and a lot of that's the movie just not giving him anything interesting to do. Also. I didn't mention this and I've mentioned it before and it's obviously everyone knows about it, but uh, he plays Tony lip and his, uh, the, the character he's based on his son wrote the script, but co-wrote the script. So he like, they don't like, he's established as like a racist character and he grows and everything, but it's clear. Like it's like, there's not enough conflict for him or there's not enough, uh, given to him to really develop the character from that because it's written from the perspective of the son of the real life Tony Lip. So it's like, oh, he throws away a glass because a black guy touches it. And that's the extent of his racist kind of, well, not the extent of his racism in the movie, but like it's very playing it safe and everything. And it's not, I don't know, it just, it bugged me. But you would have uh, liked to see more racism. That's what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> um, I'm, he's not wrong I'm kind of surprised that uh, uh, Is it John David Washington? Oh yeah. yeah that's a I'm snub I'm surprised he didn't get nominated Yeah Snub for I, sure uh, I really yeah. wish he, he I really wish he would have been nominated And I mean unlike Willem Dafoe I don't uh, he people actually saw his film. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, which I guess uh, at Eternity's Gate he plays uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. Um, so I, I know mean, he did one yeah. film about Van Gogh at some point last year. I wasn't sure if that yeah. was it. Um, but yeah, to your point, Ben, about Christian Bale, like you're absolutely right. Like, like I just realized when you were talking about him in Vice, like he's not. Uh, he's not given much to do. Like, like you said, like it's more, and I think that that's indicative of the problem with the movie itself is that it's more just showing us, you know, a, showing us a story as opposed to telling us or like, like really showcasing him as a character. He's not, he's the focal character, but he's not, he, it's more of a platform to show, for um for Adam McKay to kind of show off his style and kind of do an overview of the administration rather than really digging deep into the character of Dick Cheney, even though they tried to as much as they could, but I don't know. Um, but I would I would pick probably I think Rami Malik Rami Malik will get it, and I don't think it's undeserved because uh I think he he did a fine job and like. I talked about in in a previous episode, like the, like he has like the prosthetic teeth and everything and like just him acting in, uh, like he really sold me on his performance. Um, so yeah, he was pretty much the best part of Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yep. Um, sure as hell wasn't the editing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, but I would also love to see Bradley Cooper, um, get it, but I don't think he will. So we're here. Uh, best picture. Uh, so obviously the Academy has, um, up to 10 nominees. This year they did eight. Um, and the nominees are Black Panther, Black Klansman, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, 
The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Ben's movie of the year, Vice. <laughs> um, movie so, of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys make of this category? And uh, yeah, what do, what do you guys make of it? Um, I, th- I feel like Black Panther kind of has a chance, which I'm really? really surprised to say. I don't, I, Interesting. I think people are just like, I don't know. I think, it, I think it just has a little bit of a chance. I, I don't huh. think it'll ultimately win, but mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd be, I'll be curious to see the balloting at, at the end of the, after the awards show to see how it fared. But, um, mm. I, I've only seen Black Panther, Black Klansman and Roma. I haven't seen mm. any of the others, so I can't say a lot, but um, I I don't know. I think of the three I've seen, Black Klansman might be my favorite. I think so. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what film has the momentum going into this. I I really don't know. Yeah, this is this is a really weird year, and it's mm-hmm. there really is uh, there's no favorite except for the favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> The the laughs were real there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, there's, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think maybe a month or two ago, A Star is Born was the front runner. Um, now, I don't know. I think it's probably Roma or maybe Black Klansman. Okay. Um, there was an article that I saw, I think it was on Slate, where they ran down each of the Best Picture nominees and they uh, they talked about all of the knocks against each of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Black Panther, it's a superhero movie. Right. No superhero movie has even been nominated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody got really bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like the the worst Rotten Tomatoes score of any Best Picture nominee oh, ever. Oh wow! Wow, maybe. that's crazy. That's or or one of the lowest. I mm-hmm. I never really pay attention to the Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that, so I, right. I don't know for sure. But um, it, it just wasn't well received. Basically, um, same with Green Book. Uh, not to mention like. Well, I guess to backtrack to Bohemian Rhapsody, there's the whole Brian Singer thing. Yeah. Uh, which is not great. I'll go on the record and say that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that hurts it. Uh, <laughs> Green Book, uh, there's a couple of controversies about that. Apparently, mm-hmm. the, yeah. uh, what's the Mahershala Ali's character's name? Uh, Don Shirley. His family has said, like, some of the parts of it are inaccurate. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Um, like they, I think that they liked his performance, but they basically uh, said the movie like isn't an accurate representation of his of his of their of him. Okay. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, so I mean, plus that, and it's it's one of those films where uh, it's a story that's more or less been told before. Mm-hmm. Um, the favorite, it's a female centered film and, uh, the only female centered film that has ever won best picture is all about Eve, which mm-hmm. was back in like 1950 something. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. So 
uh, I, I don't as as much as it sucks that that's the reason why it won't win. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that uh, a star is born. I mean, like I said, it just hasn't had any momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, uh, I, I don't. I think there's only been two times I think when a film has ever won best picture and not been nominated for best directing and best oh, editing. Yeah. And it didn't get nominated for editing. Hmm. Um, which I, I didn't realize that editing was such a, a predictor for best mm-hmm. picture, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Um, there, so that's really the only thing that's working against the stars born that, and just the lack of momentum. Yeah. And Vice, uh, again, just wasn't really well received. Plus it's just a mess. Um, yeah. Just the way that it was directed, and it wants to be like six different movies, and (laughs) not all of them are great. Um, (laughs) And really, it's just Christian Bale and Amy Adams, and not much else working for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roma, it's a Netflix film, is really the only. That and it's a, a foreign language film, and I don't mm-hmm. think any foreign right. language film has ever won. Yeah, um, that's right. So, uh, and then Black Klansman, the the article that I read, that's really the only one that doesn't have any knocks against it. Really, I mean, hmm. it's it's a well crafted story. Uh, the acting is all really solid all around. It's got Spike Lee, who the Academy loves. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a story that is relevant today. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I still don't. I don't feel confident enough to say that Black Klansman will win. Mm. I think it's going to be Roma. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And I I can't really put my finger on why, other than mm-hmm. it's just a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Despite the fact that it's a Netflix film and a foreign film, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think it can overcome those things and and still win. Nice. I would be ecstatic if, uh, if Roma wins. I think that would yeah. be just really, really tremendous. Yeah. Uh, both because it's great and because it's a Netflix film, and um, I think that would just be really interesting. But I don't see the Academy shaking things up that much. Well, I think back to the year of The Artist, mm-hmm. yeah. when that won a bunch of Oscars, and that was kind of a downer year. I feel like this is kind of a downer year for the Oscars only. Not a downer year in film, mm-hmm. but a downer year for the Oscars. I just don't feel like these nominations are particularly, just in general, just not that right exciting, well, really. I, I think... Sure. I- this may be a sidetrack, but I feel like 2018 was... Not a bad year for movies, but like 2017 was like great. Like yeah. I, I loved almost all of the, the best picture nominees. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this year there's just a bunch of really good films, but no, not as many great films. Yeah. Um, uh, also I'm, I'm really surprised that, uh, Beale Street didn't get nominated. Yeah. Um, I, it had a lot of buzz and mm-hmm. uh, it got nominated for a couple other uh, lead-up awards, but mm-hmm. um, I, I have no idea why it didn't 
get nominated. And yeah. it's not like they ran out of right. nominations. Right. There's two more slots open. Yeah. 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 That's the most annoying thing about the Oscars at this point. Expanding like, that. Yeah. Expanding that. Like, okay, I like right. the idea of expanding it, I guess, but... But have the same number yeah. of nominations every year. Exactly. Right, right. Like, it's just... it's. It, I don't know. It's it strikes me as strange. Um, yeah, I really think Black Klansman's going to get it. Um, and, and I'd be okay with that. I, me too. I would be too. I would love Roma to get it, but I'd be okay with Black Klansman. Um, really, don't think Black Panther even belongs as a nominee. Personally, hmm. um, I mean, it was good, but like the thing that I kind of keep coming back to is like this is the first superhero movie, comic book movie that was that's been nominated ever. And the reason that they expanded it to 10 nominees is because the backlash from the dark Knight and the dark Knight, I feel was extraordinary and would have been very well deserved to be nominated or maybe even win. I don't know what all it would have been up against, but like I adore that movie and specifically because it, transcends the superhero genre and comic book movie genre. Black Panther, while it is incredibly progressive and, and, and great and fun, um, despite some kind of touchy CGI and everything, it still kind of follows the Marvel formula. Um, even though it has like a great villain and an interesting setting and everything, it's still kind of a Marvel movie. And I feel like to have a, comic book movie nominated for best picture i feel like it has to kind of transcend what you think of comic book movies and superhero movies um and in that respect i mean i guess spider-verse would have been a good nominee for yeah it. but but yeah I, I don't know that's my hot take on black panther i guess and um, sorry if this is backtracking but mm-hmm. uh can we? Would you guys agree that Michael B. Jordan should have gotten nominated for supporting? I yes. don't. No, okay. no. I love Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. I loved his performance, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. Okay, interesting. I think he should have been nominated. Um, yeah. Let me go back to the supporting actor category. Um, who would I take? I would probably. I would put him in for uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because, again, that's, the more I think about Vice, it's like, like you said, Ben, it's basically he's doing a Will Ferrell impression, <laughs> which that would have been interesting to see Will Ferrell in that role, given <laughs> that, I mean, it would have been too distracting. Well, and, but, and it, he, it was directed by Adam McKay, exactly. who he's worked with before, so. Absolutely. Would have been a great, like, uh, if they wouldn't have said who was going to be in it. Right. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. But. Again, like, all of the acting nominations for, for Vice, Sam Rockwell, Amy Adams, Christian Bale, like, I, I don't see, like, any reason for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the movie is so, like, as much of a, I don't know, as much as it seems to be an actor movie, um, like, Christian Bale transforming himself to become Dick Cheney, essentially, um, it's not a, an, acting heavy movie like it doesn't have like the nuance to the characters or anything that um that would bring out really great performances it's all surface level and it's just it's i don't know i I, michael b jordan would have been a good uh nominee i think 
above him, I would have rather seen. I was just look at, thinking about movies from this year. I would have rather seen like Raphael Casal from Blind Spotting. Yeah. Um, Nat Wolf from Hereditary. Mm, Alex Wolf. Uh, Alex Wolf, whatever. Friend of the show, Alex Wolf. Yeah, well, they're twins. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, or the dad. Are they twins? Yeah. Oh, yes, okay. They're twins. Yeah. Uh, the dad from Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Josh Hamilton. I, yeah, Josh Hamilton. I, yeah. I would have rather seen them nominated over Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Just saying it. Yeah, and I would have loved to see David Diggs get a nomination yeah. for Best Lead Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Should have nominated for Score, Blind Spotting. <laughs> yeah. God, great music in that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, tangent. Yep. Um, let's see. So those are the nominees. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just looking to see if. Oh, they're not. They're not twins. Oh, I thought they were. No, Alex Wolf is three years younger. Whatever. Yep. They look like twins. Um, friend of the show, Alex Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah. So those are the nominees. Uh, we are going to. I don't know how to transition from that. Um, yeah, send all your hate mail to all of us here. Um, ben, are you on social media? Um, I am on. I'm not on Twitter, and probably never will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an Instagram uh, at Ben Sears Photo. And at Ben Sears Film, uh, it's just my film work. So nice, yeah. Uh, and I thirty-five millimeter, sweet. Yeah. And I forgot to mention uh, your photography and everything. Um, when we talked, you said like if it comes up organically. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, these movies are really uh, good, and like they're good motion pictures. And speaking of pictures, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> um, no, I've I've seen a lot of your your photography on on Facebook and stuff, and just really great stuff. I really Thank like you. it. Um, where can people find your photography? Uh, my website is bensearsphotography.com. dot uh, com. Sears is in the failing retail giant. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said on Instagram, Ben Sears Photo and Ben Sears Film. Sweet. Uh, I mostly do weddings, but uh, really I'll do a little bit of everything. So Awesome. He took some great candid shots of when I proposed to Paige. Oh, wow. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, those were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I uh, photographed your nephew last year. Right, yeah. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, later this year, I'm going to definitely reach out to you to have some uh, Christmas cards made up for me and uh, yeah. me and pizza. Sure. Um, Glamour shots. So, yeah, Glamour exactly. shots. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So yeah, we've ran kind of long, so we yeah. you should probably wrap it up and forego potpourri unless you want to throw something out there that you've watched or anything. You can save it for next time. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for uh, coming on the show and paying us money and taking pictures of Tiny's nephew. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, playing the long game there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This has been a blast. It's been awesome to have you here in the Obsessive Viewer Studios, which is a legit studio and not just a shitty little apartment in in outside of Speedway. Uh, So yeah. So. Once again, uh, Ben Sears on social media, Ben Sears photography on Instagram, Ben, ben Sears, Sears photo, photo, there Ben you Sears go. photography yes. on Facebook. Perfect. Or you can just go to my website, which has links to all of those. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. And cool. then also on Letterboxd, uh, Ben Sears. Yep. 
so yeah, so check out his reviews there. Um, yeah, next time on the podcast, I don't know what we're really gonna do, but thank you once again for coming on. And yes, yeah, thanks for having else? me. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely. And uh, anything else, Tiny? Or? I don't think so. All right, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. Because I felt like that was just such a dumb joke. <laughs> no, uh, um, believe it or not, in high school there was a group of guys who uh, they would call me Lazarus. This was back when <laughs> Lazarus was still a store for yeah. all you '90s kids. Oh wow! And uh, so, I mean, you that was one of the options. So, you know. <laughs> wow, you're not an original jokester. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Lazarus existed. Yeah, that's been oh, yeah. existed for a while. I think. I'm surprised it didn't come back. Um, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have company, Max. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny. And follow our recurring co hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at RA Feckus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at tpublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda, at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make, 
Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash band. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Josh. And this is You're Gonna Love This or Not. You know, one of my great pleasures in life is to bring people down into my basement and subject them to a terrible, terrible movie that I hope they might like. One of my great joys in life is to come to the subterranean fun pit, watch a movie that Matt is convinced I'm going to love, and then tell him about how much I hate it. So we've got a long list of movies to go through, and every uh, month we're going to come on and have Josh watch a movie, talk about it a little bit, and see where it falls in uh, the great pantheon of terrible movies. And I'm pretty sure by the end of this, I'm going to develop some form of Stockholm Syndrome. Well, anyways, this is our podcast. Have fun listening to us. And as always, Matt, you're a son of a bitch. I love you, Josh.